You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. On today's show, the SEC championship game yesterday was one for the ages. Alabama survives a scare from LSU at the buzzer to go on to win the title. We will recap that. And the bracket is set. We will run through the SEC bracket reveal and discuss who can go deep and who might be on upset alert in round one. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's run through it. Let's hear what it sounded like yesterday as the Alabama Crimson Tide went on to win the SEC championship. No, not in football. They did that a couple months ago. But they did it in basketball as well yesterday. Here's how it sounded. Keon with it on the wing. Being defended by Days. Swings it right side. Petty back to Keon. One more corner. Shaq. Three. Bottom. Back-to-back threes. Timeout. Will Wade. Eight. Nothing. Start. Shaq. Three. Bottom. A little string music in the Music City. Here's Thomas in the lane, driving in, laying it up, blocked by Petty. Rebound fought for, claimed by JQ, and Bama will run. Twinterly driving, stopping, floater, bottom. Petty on the near wing with the dribble still alive. Swings it over to Herb, left side. Kicks it in the corner, Reese, three, bottom. Huge make right there. Rebound tipped out, Shaq tips it to JQ. JQ with a trailer behind him, catches it, flips it to Shaq, gets into the lane, gets to the rim, lays it up and through. Right side. To Herb. Drives left to the lane. To the back. Oh, mercy. Threw it home. Herbert Jones, the SEC player of the year, puts Pama up by five. Bumped, no whistle. Ellis left wing. Kicks it over to Shaq. Gets into the lane. Puts it up right hand. Yes. And Bama goes back on top. 50 seconds to go. 78 77, Bama. LSU with the ball. This would make it a two point lead. Short, rebound tip, fought for. Herb got it again. Bama the other way, down one. Herb to the rack. We are ahead. Bama with the lead. 80-79, 19 seconds to go. Crowd on its feet. Tigers set to trigger it in. Smart gets it into Watford. Threw it away. He'll run it down in the backcourt. Hugh will take it to the top of the arc. Watford three at the buzzer. Blocked by Herb. The putback, no. The buzzer sounds. And Bama hangs on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what it sounded like as the Alabama Crimson Tide went on to beat LSU 80-79. to It was an SEC championship game for the ages edging out LSU at the Horn. Herb jo- Herbert Jones has been absolutely phenomenal for Alabama all season long. As you heard there, hit the go-ahead layup with 19 seconds to go. And number six, Alabama won the SEC tournament for the first time since 1991, holding off a late flurry to edge LSU. Coach Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide added to their regular season SEC title with a victory that helped Alabama match its highest seed ever in the NCAA tournament, the Tide, which was number two in both 1987 and 2002, is seated second and will play Iona on Saturday. Of course, Bama is the reigning national champion in football. They won its seventh 
tournament title overall. Second in the SEC, only to Kentucky's 31. The Crimson Tide, who finished 24-6, and had not even reached this game since 2002. And now they've joined Florida as the only SEC schools with both the league football and basketball titles in the same year. Florida did it back in 06-07. Alabama did it by adding two more SEC titles in basketball after Nick Saban's squad won both the SEC and National Championship just a few months ago. Nate Oates noted Alabama football set the new name Saturday, referring to the Tide on Twitter as Championship School. Oates said, so we don't have to be a football school or a basketball school. We just win championships. We are a championship school. Basketball team now sets its heights on uh, sets its sights on a uh, even bigger title, the uh, NCAA championship. Alabama Garden Tournament MVP Javon Quinterly said, I have full faith that we can take this thing, take the NCAA tournament by storm, and win the whole thing. Alabama still needed its defense after Jones went a long way down the lane for his shot late. Keon Ellis blocked a shot by LSU's Javante Smart, and the Tigers took a timeout with just seven seconds to go after the inbounds pass went astray and nearly to midcourt. Trenton Watford's three was well short of the rim, but Andre Hyatt grabbed it with a putback uh, at the rim, bounced out, and LSU could not get another good shot off in the scramble before the buzzer, and that set off yet another Alabama celebration. But for LSU... They had not won this tournament since 1980. This was the Tigers' first time in it since 1993. Coach Will Wade said the final sequence wound up starting too far out, but he liked that they had the shot from three and a couple more up close. He said, we just missed a little bit short there at the end. Trenton Watford, he was phenomenal for LSU. He kept the minute all the way, had a career-high 30 points. Javante Smart added 21, and Cam Thomas, the outstanding freshman, he had 18 but about 20 minutes before tip-off, the story of the day was Alabama and LSU players being separated at midcourt. And that set the stage for the day. But after the game, what you like to see is respect. LSU players hugging uh, Alabama players and kind of giving them uh, their, their due credit. So this was uh, LSU's third loss this season to Alabama, but easily the closest. The Tigers took good care of the ball. Not a lot of turnovers, only five of them. Uh, that Alabama turned into six points, but the second-highest-scoring team in the SEC could not make a shot at the end to win the title. For Alabama, their starters had plenty of help outscoring LSU's bench 28 to nothing. The Tide also out-rebounded LSU 50-43. to So, LSU ready to make uh, consecutive NCAA tournament appearances for the first time since 05-06. They uh, are planning to stay in Nashville and travel to Indiana today. Alabama will make the 21st NCAA tournament appearance of program history. Alabama planned to uh, travel to Indiana uh, last night after the uh, bracket was announced. So there you have it. One for the ages. One that I'm sure will be replayed on the SEC uh, network throughout this week. And one that absolutely is deserved of. It was... uh, was one for the ages came down to the uh, final seconds and LSU just could not get that last shot off to beat Alabama but what a an epic finish it was and now they are just two of six SEC teams heading into the NCAA tournament Ole Miss they're on uh, the waiting list if you will <laughs> if somebody uh, drops out they were the fourth alternate team uh, waiting for uh, somebody to potentially drop out but we'll discuss that and all the teams that made the tournament and their first-round matchups next here on Locked on SEC. 
This episode of Locked On SEC is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it is in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Their tablets combat all forms of ED. They can help men gain extra confidence for when it is time to perform. It is an online prescription service. So look, no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, it'll ship right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. They're Sildenafil and Tadalafil. Tablets are chewable, made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. If you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details. And we got a special deal for our listeners. You can try BlueChew for free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You just pay the $5 shipping. That is BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and it's probably the best website you will go to this week getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Look, I know you're going to be doing the bracket thing with your buddies and all that kind of stuff. The problem is when you're doing your bracket, you lose a couple games, your one seed goes down. Oh, man, first weekend I lost two of my final four teams. Your bracket is busted. You know where you won't be busted? At betonline.ag because you can bet on all the individual games that you want you can be a winner right after the first round. You could be a winner after the second round. You could be a winner Sweet 16 weekend. You could be a winner after almost every game is finished in the NCAA tournament. All you got to do is bet at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head over to the website and use your uh, mobile device or your laptop, whatever. You can sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can bet online at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, March Madness is here, and that means bracket challenges. You can join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Just submit your March Madness picks, beat your favorite host, and if you win, you will get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. The link to join our bracket challenge is in the show notes of this episode. Get your picks in today. You only got a couple days to do this, guys, so... Get them in, and a really cool chance for your voice to be heard on the uh, Locked On Podcast Network. Shoot, if it's one of you guys, you win, let me know. I'll get you on uh, Locked On SEC as well. We'll talk uh, talk some basketball, talk some football, chop it up. But, uh, yeah, show notes of this, you will find the link to our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group hosted by uh, uh, ESPN is where you'll find it. Uh Wanted to get into it and run through some of the SEC teams and who their first-round opponents will be and much more. So let's dive into it because, man, there's so much to discuss. Let's start with the SEC champs, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They are in as a two-seed, 24-6 on the season Alabama finishes. As a two-seed, they will take on the 15-seed Iona. 
mentioned already Alabama led by their senior Herb Jones, defensive stalwart. He had four blocks and a steal to go with 11 boards in the championship win over LSU. He, of course, was named the SEC Player of the Year. He could defend any position on the court. Jaden Shackelford has been a deadly shooter for Alabama, over 33% shooting from three this season, but he shoots in volumes, folks. He has attempted nearly 400 three-pointers combined in his two seasons at Alabama. He made five threes yesterday against LSU. Got John Petty. You got Keon Ellis. Bama's just a really complete team. They average 29 three-pointers a game. So fun to watch. I call them the SEC's version of the Golden State Warriors. But Javon Quinterly, kind of the X factor, a guy who could fill it up when needed. He was the MVP of the tournament for Bama. Can beat you down low. Will fight for every rebound. Alabama, they are the SEC's best chance to win a national championship, I still believe, and that's not a knock on Arkansas. But Nate Oates... Coming over from Buffalo in just a couple years at Alabama, he has turned that program into a legit contender. And I would not be surprised just looking at where Alabama is in the eastern bracket. Man, I would love to see them uh, get a rematch with LSU in the Elite Eight. I don't know if either, you know, both those teams will make it that far, but a chance for a rematch of what we just saw yesterday in the SEC championship game that would be outstanding to see LSU against Alabama round four on the season Arkansas Razorbacks they finished 22 and six they end up as a three seed some people saying maybe maybe Arkansas should have been faulted a little bit for their loss in the SEC championship a little or SEC tournament a little bit more but they come in at the three seed to play 14 seed Colgate and look, you know Moses Moody, one of the most dynamic freshmen in college basketball, nearly carried the Razorbacks to the SEC title game. He scored 28 points in the loss to LSU. Moses Moody has scored 28 points in three of his last four games. Justin Smith, of course, solid big man. He can pull down boards and attack the rim. We've seen Arkansas win in multiple different ways this season. Running up and down, shooting well. They can slow it down, pound it down low. They can play just about any style, and that is what makes them such a dangerous team in this tournament. Coach Eric Musselman done an outstanding job, 41-17 and 17 his first two seasons in Fayetteville since coming over from Nevada. They can beat Tollgate, Colgate the next round. They'll likely get Texas Tech. Texas Tech's got to play Utah State in their first-round matchup. That's a tough second-round matchup, but it's one that I don't think Arkansas will shy away from. Is a potential that... Around later, they could see the Florida Gators, and that would be a lot of fun to see uh, two SEC teams go at it. But uh, got some work to do before we get there. But I think Arkansas, I like their chances against Colgate. We'll break out, down that matchup a little bit more later in the week. The five-seeded Tennessee Volunteers. They finished 18-8. and eight. They will take on the 12-seeded Oregon State Beavers. The Falls really played well against Alabama in the SEC semis. They led by as many as 15 points. They just ran out of gas down the stretch. Devontae Gaines missed some monster free throws in those final seconds. And they were without their big man, John Fulkerson. He got a concussion on Friday against Florida. Missed the Alabama game. The hope is he will be back next weekend and he will give them that size down low to pull down rebounds. Eve Ponds, one of the best defenders out there. He can uh, he can block just about anybody out there. And then Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, 
both those guys can go off for 20 points on any given night, both projected as top 12 picks in the upcoming draft. If you look at some of the mock drafts out there, Coach Rick Barnes obviously has that tournament pedigree, been there, done that. But to go deep, Tennessee, they got to play consistent defense. They got to pull down rebounds. And their offense, well, let's face it, it can be inconsistent at times. That could cost them. Look, the uh, NET ratings love them this year. They obviously had that big win against Kansas back in January. That's why they come in as a five seed. I think some people saying Tennessee was a little bit overrated, maybe should not have been a five seed. But nonetheless, they get a, uh, a matchup against Oregon State in the first round that I think they can win. But, man, staring down the barrel of a matchup against Oklahoma State in the second round, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to win that one if they get there. Cade Cunningham, kind of the consensus number one pick in this year's NBA draft. Really tough if they get them. Oklahoma State's got to take care of Liberty in the 4 versus 11 matchup in their first round. But bring on Tennessee versus Oklahoma State. And they should almost call this the orange bracket because it's got Illinois as the one seed. You got Tennessee against Oregon State in the first round. Tennessee might have to play Oklahoma State in that second round. A lot of orange on orange. And I think a lot of the orange teams will be successful in this bracket. All right, those are your first three teams from the SEC making the tournament. When we return, we'll hit on the next three, including the Florida Gators, Missouri Tigers, the LSU Tigers, and don't forget, replacement team number four, the Ole Miss Rebels. That's next. We've been telling you guys about the Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate covered on the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness going on. The bracket continues, and we are on to some Sweet 16 action today as it is one of my favorites, the Mint Brownie, taking on the winner of the Banana Nut Bread Toffee Almond Challenge from last week. You want to go to BuiltBar.com right now and go vote, or you can go to Built underscore Bar on Twitter and vote for that matchup. But, man, go get some votes in for my buddy, the Mint Brownie. It is one of my favorites and uh, certainly reason why they're in the Sweet 16 matchup. And remember to use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who wins today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. They host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday uh, through Friday, giving you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight. Check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast to talk uh, all things NFL. Those guys do a really good job. And uh, we are talking all things basketball today. We'll get more into some football talk tomorrow with some tidbits going on around uh, the SEC because, man, there is a lot to discuss. Recruits making some decisions over the weekend. Alabama getting a, oh, just another five-star running back commit. We'll discuss that tomorrow on the podcast. But we continue our conversation talking all things 
basketball as six SEC teams make it into the NCAA tournament. We already touched on Alabama, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Next up, we go to the Florida Gators, who get in as a seven seed. I think some surprise for some folks out there. Granted, they didn't uh, or missed a handful of games. They finished 14-9 overall, but the Gators get in as a seven seed, taking on the 10 seed Virginia Tech Hokies. I liked this Florida team early on in the season, how they responded to the loss of Keontae Johnson. But Coach Mike White's squad has stumbled as of late. They've lost three out of their last four. The one win coming against a not-very-good Vanderbilt team. But Trey Mann is the straw that stirs this drink. He scored 30 points in the loss to Tennessee on Friday in the SEC tournament. Trey Mann has scored at least 21 points in each of Florida's last four games. Tyree Appleby, another guy that I like who can knock down some threes. But Colin Castleton is going to have to play big, defend the rim, pull down boards for this Florida team. I think they can beat Virginia Tech. Man, those 7-10 matchups are always tough. I think they get it done, but a, a date with Ohio State awaits them in the second round if Oral Roberts can't pull off the mighty upset of the Buckeyes. I think Florida beats Virginia Tech, but I think their season ends in the next round against Ohio State. Nothing against them, just a really tough draw that they pulled. Next team, the Florida or the LSU Tigers coming in as the eighth seed. I was very surprised at this. LSU played very well down the stretch of this season. Coach Will Wade has recruited very well, and he has a team that could be a real threat in this tournament. They should have beaten Alabama yesterday for the SEC championship. Would have been their first one since 1980. But LSU this season is led by the two-headed attack of their outstanding freshman Cameron Thomas at sophomore Trendon Watford. The two combined for nearly 40 points a game just between those two. And yesterday in the SEC title game, Thomas kind of took a backseat to Watford. Thomas had 18 points, but it was Trendon Watford's day as he scored 30 points for the Tigers and nearly carried them to an SEC championship title. Javante Smart, junior point guard, helps run the offense, but that veteran guard presence is what you need in the tournament. We're always looking for that. He can knock down some threes. Hit a couple late in yesterday's game. The biggest issue for LSU has been their lack of size at the rim. They've played much better defense as of late, but they can get very lack, lackadaisical at times. But giving them the eight seed is a real slap in the face. They will take on the nine seed, St. Bonaventure, who just became A-10 champs this weekend. LSU is the three seed in the SEC tournament. They were a put back away from being the SEC tournament champs. They'd won seven of the last nine heading into yesterday with wins over Arkansas and Tennessee in that stretch. Them being lower than Florida, I said yesterday is a little bit of a joke, and I still think it is. I know wins matter, but on Wednesday of last week, LSU was projected as an eight seed then. That was before the SEC tournament started, and of course they went all the way to the championship game and lost at the buzzer. They were number 28 in the NET rankings. My question is, did the committee even watch LSU play all weekend? <laughs> like, seriously, this team, the way that they performed, deserved better than an eight seed. But that's where they are. They will get St. Bonaventure in the first round, who went 16-4 and four this year, only played 20 games. And if LSU is able to win that one, well, a date with the one seed 
Michigan Wolverines in the second round. Of course, there will be the playing game between Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern. The winner of that will take on Michigan. And we know how good Michigan is, but man, that's a really tough draw for LSU in the second round. I think they can beat St. Bonaventure, but I think Will Wade's team and their fate ends in the second round against the Michigan Wolverines. It's a team that deserved a better fate than that, but that's how the selection committee goes. I just wonder, do they can they wait till the games are played out on Sunday before they start? <laughs> you know, it feels like they didn't even watch the game on Sunday. They just said, ah, LSU, eight seed. Our last sixth and final team that made the the S or made the NCAA tournament from the SEC is the Missouri Tigers. Finished sixteen and nine. They come in as a nine seed taking on the eight-seed Oklahoma Sooners. Two guys to know. If you haven't seen much Missouri this year, Drew Smith and Xavier Pinson. If those guys are clicking and knocking down shots, Mizzou will have a chance. But Jeremiah Tillman gives them a little bit more size, averages 12-7. and Coach Quanzo Martin, they have just struggled with consistency with this club. Coach Martin said his team needs to restart and refresh with this couple of days stretch time off. Let's just be real with Missouri. They really need Jeremiah Tillman to establish himself back as a dominant player. And if he does, I think Mizzou can win a couple of games here. Problem is they get Gonzaga in the second round in the West if they're able to beat Oklahoma. So I think Mizzou, obviously an opportunity to pull an upset. If they lose, I don't think anybody will be surprised because Oklahoma's a pretty good team this year. But If you beat Oklahoma, your reward is taking on Gonzaga in the second round. And crazier things have happened. I think Kwanzaa's a good coach. But uh, looks like their fate is very much like LSU's destined to finish in the second round. And lastly, our seventh team that did not make the tournament, the Ole Miss Rebels, finished 16-11 on the year. They were named as replacement team number four. Ole Miss was considered a bubble team coming into the weekend. They swept Missouri on the year. They beat Tennessee. They were 8-3 in their last 11 games. The committee usually likes teams that get hot at the right time. But I think ultimately those early season stumbles is what hurt them. They had lost 5-6 of six to start January. I love their players, man. Devontae Shuler is good as it gets. He's a big-time player. Jarkel Joyner, an outstanding compliment to him. Coach Kermit Davis, a really good coach. But they just didn't do enough. If they could have gotten a couple wins in the SEC tournament, I think they would have they would have had that chance to get in. But uh, ultimately, they are replacement team number four. What that means is, if not one, if not two, if not three, but four teams have COVID issues and have to pull out of the NCAA tournament before this weekend, the Ole Miss Rebels will be in. Not saying it's completely out of the realm of possibility, but it's not likely. But something to keep uh, your eye on and stay ready if you're the Ole Miss Rebels. And there you have it. That is the SEC teams who made the NCAA tournament. We'll uh, we'll get in more into matchups and you know who has the best chance of pulling off upsets and all that uh, as the week goes along. But if you're just going to fill out your brackets today and tomorrow, the best I could tell you is with SEC teams. If you've got Arkansas or Alabama in your final four, I'll give you the thumbs up. I think those are two teams that can make the final four. I don't think they both will at the same time. But again, I will not be surprised if Arkansas is there as a three seed or if Alabama's in as a two seed. 
look, this thing, don't go ch full chalk on your bracket. I know you're going to, you know, it's easy to just go Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois. It doesn't happen every year. Somebody, there's going to be upsets. There's going to be a lower seed in there. Why not go with a two seed in Alabama or a three seed in Arkansas? Anyway, have fun filling out your brackets. Again, if you want to get in on ours on the Locked On Bracket Challenge, you can do so. The uh, link is in our show notes of this podcast. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow for our Locked On SEC. We'll get back to some football tidbits in addition to uh, getting into some more in-depth previewing some of these tournament matchups for the SEC teams coming up this weekend in the NCAA tournament. I will talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked On SEC.